0: Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Dr. Tanya Holcomb and I'm on a mission to normalize naturopathy in big, bold ways. I want you to see the world through my eyes, where extraordinary health and massive upgrades in life are always available to you. You'll be inspired to trust your body's wisdom to heal, motivated to claim your next upgrade in health and life, release what no longer serves you, and pursue what you truly desire. If you seek truth, you are on the freedom path to your greatest potential. You are fiercely awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the fiercely awakening podcast. So this is going to be a quick connect. I am going over the sneaky limiting beliefs that are potentially holding you back from achieving amazing health. And the reason why I call these sneaky limiting beliefs, most limiting beliefs are sneaky, but these ones are especially sneaky because they are socially accepted. These are socially accepted. Like if you were to be out on the street and say these things, It's very unlikely that anybody would find anything peculiar about it. But I'll be honest, if you say these things to me, it is very activating. I will feel in my body a resounding not true. And this is one of those things where it's like, if you could just plug into my truth, you would be so far along in your journey, right? If you could just believe what I believe, and plug into that firmly and fully, it would change things. But of course, it's not as easy as that. I will, actually it probably is as easy as that, but we all are humans, right? Doing our best to navigate this, and one minute we get it, the next minute we forget it, and that's just the process. And so this is one of those things where it's like a lot of you know this. A lot of you have been following along and you know this, but there may be something here that just hasn't synced yet, something here that you just haven't calibrated to, and that's why it's so important that you continue to immerse yourselves in these types of conversations, continue to immerse yourself in the healing and naturopathy playground. You have to continue to expose yourself to people doing this work for you to accelerate in this work, right? For you to fully get it because Everything is working against you not getting it. If you turn on the news and you compare the news to what I say, I would sound crazy. But from my perception, they sound crazy. Like it is legit crazy talk. And so that's why when people say these things, like I just heard somebody today say this, I hear it all the time, but it's like, it's in public, right? Like these are things that people say all the time. It is so activating to me because I'm like, that's not true. That is not the truth. That is your conditioning talking. That is your limited beliefs talking. And in fact, because you believe that is true, you are stuck in a victim place. And if you are stuck in a victim place, then you cannot possibly take responsibility for your life. And if you cannot take responsibility for your life, then you cannot propel yourself forward because from this place, you aren't calling the shots, right? Things are just happening to you. So, when I see these, when I hear these, rather, well, I also could see them too, in you know written written form, but when I hear them, it is a signpost, a signpost to be like, whoa, this isn't truth, this isn't the truth. What is another way to? be in this situation what is another way to experience this situation what is another way to perceive where i am and ultimately what this comes down to is one being able to have the awareness that this is not true and this is not the truth and if you plug into this then you're going to be stuck into this right and so being able to see it and being able to address it in real time and change the story so that way you can continue to move forward. Okay, so I could come up with so many of these, but this was like, again, I was like, okay, I am doing this podcast even if it's 10 minutes and I'm going to go work out and when I get back from my workout, I'm going to download all of these thoughts. And so this happened really fast, okay? So the first one is when people uh, say things or believe, that it was just inevitable. I mean, this one really gets me because this is where people literally create their own uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. They do it with their mind because we love to be right. We love to be right so much, even at the cost of our health. And so the way that this will look is like, People have already accepted, like, well, because breast cancer runs in my family, I, it's just inevitable. I just always knew that this was likely going to happen. Because hypothyroidism runs in my family, I just always assumed that this would be the case. I just, you know what, it's my dad had it and, you know, it's just, it makes sense that my child would have it too. Like, this is the biggest lie we've ever been told. And this really, truly keeps people so stuck because they literally do not think that they have a choice. They think it's just inevitable. It's just bound to happen. But with those thoughts, you are literally entangling with creating and making this happen. The more that you think about this probably happening the closer you're bringing it to yourself. It's like, put that down. Why would we even be in the same room with that? What do you want? Do you want this to be part of your story? Well, no. Well, then stop accepting it as it already is. And also, what do you need to do to dial it up a bit to opt out of this entirely? Because that is the real possibility here, is that you can actually move so far away from this that it's not even in your reality. And it actually does not take that much. The first step to that is opting out with your mind, is unsubscribing to these crazy, this crazy uh, thought process that because He had it and she had it, then I will too. There's so much evidence that supports that. Absolutely. And there's also so much evidence that supports that that does not have to be your truth. So what evidence do you want to cling to? What story do you want to tell yourself? Like we have to stop wanting to be right when it costs us the most. It's like, I knew that was going to happen. Well, that's a horrible thing. Why would you want to know that that was going to happen? If I had any sense that this was going to happen, you better believe I'd be taking an active say in my life to not have that happen. Not out of fear, but out of like, this is a really messed up thought that I'm continuing to have. I need to disrupt this thought or I need to really be with this thought to find out where this thought is coming from. Like we have to have the sense and the awareness to get ourselves off of these merry-go-rounds that are in our head. And so when somebody says to me, it was inevitable, yes, I am very, very triggered by that. Because it couldn't be further from the truth. It could not be further from my truth. And it's so unfortunate that you have lived your life believing that to be so and believing it so profoundly that you made it so just in order for you to be right about it being so. Do we feel how that is such a place to be victim versus this is in my family And I understand that genes are about 10% of the story, which means the root cause to these things were tied to mineral depletion and toxicity. I am going to go on a journey to address my minerals and to address my toxicity. And I'm going to make this a lifetime journey where I continue to take baby steps that compound. And that's going to put me on the path to not manifesting these same things. Like, that's what it gets to look like. Okay, so the next one uh, that that I hear a lot, right, is something along the lines of, it happened to me. Okay, And, and when I look back at my first half of my life, that's what I thought health was based on, right? Like, if anything went wrong in my health, then the only thing that I knew to blame were the germs, or my genes, or I would question God's design or plan for me. And that was so suffocating. You don't realize how suffocating it is until you're no longer in that place, until you experience freedom beyond freedom of like knowing your body, your terrain, your thoughts, your lifestyle choices Are so profoundly impactful to how you feel and to how you thrive. And that when you recognize, like, when I am looking at life as it's happening to me, it is a very scary place to be. Because from this place, there is no choice on the table. Because I don't have a say, it's just happening to me. But when you call BS on that and you say, okay these things have happened. And for whatever reason, I have been an energetic match to these things. These things happen in a way to teach me something to make me wiser to make me stronger to make me wake up. I am going to learn from this experience and move on. And I'm going to move on with that wisdom with me so that this doesn't continue to happen in this way. I mean, my whole journey happened from a place of being so victim, right? It was like, poor me. I'm so sick. Nobody's helping me. All they're doing is giving me drugs and nothing's helping me. Nothing's working. Nobody's helping me. Why can't you help me? Why can't you figure me out? Why isn't anybody doing anything to help me? Like I was so miserable. I was so lost. I was so confused. I was so sick. I was so lethargic and just... Literally just like melting away. Just, I mean, I probably lost, what, 40 pounds in a short period of time. I mean, couldn't keep anything in. Was walking around with yellow skin and yellow eyes, just completely jaundiced. I was throwing up all the time. I felt like I had ants attacking me because of the bile, you know, the bilirubin. I mean, my skin was, I was tearing it apart with my nails. I It was awful. I was in a very, very dark situation where I didn't know how I was going to get out of it. But the entire time, everybody else was to blame. I wasn't taking responsibility for this. This was just happening to me. And it literally took God to open my eyes and, it did, and he did so through a messenger who actually was an allopathic doctor you know, like my 17th one that I had been to who says something along the lines of oh, let food be your medicine. And I thought for the first time, I felt hope for the first time I felt hope because I could do something about this. I could change the way that this was happening. I had a say, and it was truly, truly, A fall on my knees, thank you God moment. Because I knew that this had propelled me into my purpose. Even though I had no idea, right, that I would be here at this point of the journey. But I knew like there was something that clicked in me. There was something that went boom, like, What do you mean? Like, I can do this. I can turn this around. And you better believe I told people that my doctors took me off uh, caffeine, that my doctors suggested that I go vegan, that my doctors told me not to drink alcohol for six months. I made that up because I couldn't stand on my own two feet, right? I knew that nobody would understand my choices, but they wouldn't question me if I said that my doctor told me to do this to get better. I don't know where that wisdom came from, but I put myself in a protective bubble and I put all of my energy on my healing story and you better believe that I started to feel better, that I started to feel better. And from that feeling better, I was like, if I can do this, what else could I do? And it was a snowball that has not stopped. It was a conviction That started to grow and it continues to grow today. But if I would have continued to sit on the rock and to have my arms crossed in front of each other and to be in this stuck state of why isn't anybody doing anything to make me better? Why isn't anybody helping me? Why is this happening to me? What did I do wrong to deserve this? I would not be where I am today. I can promise you that. I would still be on that rock. I would have a whole laundry list of things that were wrong with me at this point. Instead of completely opting out of it, all of it. It's like, yep, I could live all those chapters and let's just not. And that doesn't mean that things don't come up. But when things come up and you have a completely different perception about why they're coming up, You're able to move through that in your power instead of sitting next to it. You're able to move through that feeling, support, love, hope, conviction, even when you're afraid, even when you're confused, you still have a guiding force of truth. And that is, this is happening for me. I cannot, I do not understand maybe why right now, but I know that in hindsight, I will. So if this is here for me, now what am I going to do with it? Okay, so this next one is you've tried everything, right? So this is what people say. I've tried everything. (laughs) I have tried everything. You're my last hope. Okay, first of all, please do not put pressure on your practitioners like that. Because when you do that, you are taking yourself out of the game. You are saying, you do this for me. And instead it's like, let's work together. Let me sit with you and help facilitate an incredible and amazing transformation story, but you, are the star of the show and when we say we tried everything first of all it's just not true even though most times that people say this it's just an exaggerated expression of like i've done a lot but our words are so powerful so we're like i tried everything it literally makes us sound like there's no what what's the point I've already tried everything, so I'm going to humor myself and uh, do this work with you when really it's not going to work because I've already tried everything. Instead, it's having experiences and, and really applying different modalities to your health, really applying what's coming through as an aligned step in your plan, not doing things purely out of desperation, doing things because it's in alignment to where you want to go, because it's in resonance, because it is your next action step. Not because she's doing it, not because it's the cool thing on the street, not because, not because, not because, right? It's like this is the thing for me and I can feel it in my heart that this is my next step. And when I step into it, I'm giving it my all. And if it does not move the needle to the degree of which I think it's supposed to move the needle, what am I here to learn? And then from that place, it's like, we are having these experiences that are bringing so much depth to our story. And when we can experience them and see the micro shifts, see the mini wins, See the other things that are changing. See how we are developing as a person. It really allows us to have such gratitude and appreciation for the journey that we have experienced thus far. And it's not from this place of I have tried everything. It's from a place of like, I have been on this journey. I have made gains and I still want more. I'm here for it. I know I'm not at a stopping point. I know that this is just my next upgrade that's happening. And I know if I continue to stay the course, there will be a quantum leap. It is inevitable that there will be a point of this where I will be so astonished at how far I've come. It is working. I know it's working. I know that I am being divinely guided to my next steps. And I trust that I'm going to show up to these next steps and I'm going to be all in. And I'm going to allow this to be the most extraordinary unfolding there is. It's just such a different energy. Okay. So this one's kind of connected to that one, which is like, there's nothing I can do. What's the point? You know, it's really in that same vein of I've tried everything. Like there's nothing I can do. What's the point? Like, in that state, we have already given up. We have already thrown in the towel. And or we have one foot that's on the brakes and one foot that's wanting to maybe start to walk again, right? But ultimately, we are in a lockdown state. And so when we get to this place, like, right? Like, there's, there's nothing we can do. Like, what's the point? Like, there's always something we can do. Like, even with death. There are ways to walk death in, in a really supportive, loving, uh, just having it be such an incredible experience. And, and obviously, I'm able to say that not being in the thick of that, right? But I have helped clients really be doulas in those times of transition, And it is sacred. I mean, there are so many beautifully written books on how to be a doula in those times. And so that is the reason why I bring that up, right? Is like, that is a perfect place where it's like, there's nothing we can do. And it's like, oh my gosh, there is so much that can be done right now that is so purposeful and is so intentional and is so beautiful. So yes, while we cannot change the outcome, perhaps... Right? But well, we may not be able to change the outcome. We are able to change the way in which we experience that outcome. The way in which we're able to show up in that experience, the way in which we look back and we see how we were able to be so present, so supportive, so caring, so loving, so and so um. Uh, just really being able to lean into our tools and to know what to use and when right like offering those modalities during that time yes i mean there's so many things from your flower essences to your homeopathy to your essential oils to sage in the room to using color therapy to using frequency music i mean like so many things so when people say there's nothing i can do what's the point Most people, right, are not in a near-death or dying experience. And so, my gosh, what's the point? The point is to experience life in all of its glory, which means you have to be able to tap into your best self. That is everything, And this can be the mindset work, this can be the healing work, this is all of it, right? The whole reason why we do the health work right, is so we can live this life large, so we can live this life fully, because this leads to other things. This changes the way in which we experience the day-to-day. Having energy, my gosh... It's incredible. I know what it's like to not have any. I know what it's like now to have this level. And guess what? I always want more. It's incredible. So there's nothing I can do. What's the point that couldn't be further than the truth? There's always something you can do. My gosh, and most people they haven't even like tiny even made a tiny teeny scratch into actual root cause healing. Right? They may have seen a practitioner, they may have tried this, they may have tried that, but When you actually apply a plan to your life, and you become intentional with that, and you become intentional with your thoughts, you become intentional with your movements. you become intentional with your food and your remedies, there's so much you can do. There is always a reason to have hope. So this next one is, when when people blame the environment and this can look like a lot of things right this is truly like literally blaming the environment like it's allergies It's it's the you know it's the it's the leaves on the trees it's the mold in the air it's the it's the dust in the house To uh it's the fruit it's the milk it's the dairy it's this 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 right like Again, there are things that may be triggering or activating to your body. But ultimately, you are responsible for your terrain. And when we are vulnerable in our environment, when we are vulnerable to our environment, this is communication for us. And when we look at this as communication for us, it becomes part of the greater picture and we're able to do something with it because this is not this is our life is not intended to be an ongoing torture or it could be something like oh the moon really affects me well let's get to it if you are being so infected by the full moon my gosh are you ready to address those parasites or what but also it's not the parasites fault because why are the parasites there ultimately we are always talking about a mineralization story so are you ready to do the work or not oh, it's the weather. The weather's making me gloomy. Do we really want the weather to have that much power over how you feel? Certainly, I get what you're saying. I've said those same things. of like, oh, I haven't seen the sun in days, but like, can I be my own source of sunshine? Can I find it within me to not have something have that much control over me? And if it truly does, Am I willing to dig deeper into what's really going on? What do I need? Do I need some vitamin D? Do I need to be doing some red light therapy? Do I need uh, to get extra movement in? What do I need? What, do I need extra self care? Do I need to be putting myself to bed early? Like, what do I need? I can't change that the sun's not here, so what can I do instead? I can't change that there's leaves on the tree, so what am I going to do instead? Am I going to continue to plug into the fact that I can't have X, Y, and Z because I'm allergic to them? Or am I actually going to change my terrain to have resiliency? What am I going to do? All right, so this next one is the medication took care of it. Did it? Did the medication take care of it? This is a slippery slope to be thinking this. If you actually look at what medication does right in the body, we have to be really mindful of the fact that medication in no way, shape or form is able to get to the root cause of the symptoms. So medication may have changed the experience of the symptoms, but at the cost of what? So when we rely on medication, which of course there is a time and place, Simultaneously, right? Simultaneously, we have to continue moving on the fast track of what's really going on. What's really going on? What's really here? Because if we rely on that, let's say in the, the, the case of antibiotics, well, the antibiotics made it go away, okay, for how long? Because when it comes back now, it's gonna be 10 times the experience it was before. And or there's going to be a general weakness to the terrain. The body's going to be more vulnerable to parasitic overgrowth, more vulnerable to yeast overgrowth, more vulnerable to the drainage pathways not working optimally. So I like to say when we do things like when we work medication, we do eyes wide open Right and, and this is also goes to the next one, which is I had to. I had to take the antibiotics. No, you did not. You chose to. The minute that we give our power away and we say we had to do this, I had to do this, that is not the truth of all truth. We chose to. And whether we chose to with informed consent or no consent or whatever it was in between, certainly even, we could go even further, right? Like we could say, well, like I wasn't even like coherent. Okay. Well, spiritually, right? Spiritually, did we choose this for growth, for lessons? Can we get on board with that and say, okay, I am a player in the story. If I want to take responsibility, I'm going to take responsibility for it all. But what I hear the most, right, is, well, it got so bad I had to. I had to. I had to. I had to do. I had to do this. I had to do that. No, you. You chose to. And what you chose in between those two things, I don't know. Because there's a whole lot of choices that can be made. And so certainly, if we're ever at a choice point, where we choose to do the antibiotics, or we do whatever intervention, right? We do so with eyes wide open. And what that means is we give ourselves informed consent. We are aware of the cost. We are aware that when making this choice, it does not have to be in isolation. We get to walk two paths at the same time. So in the example of antibiotics, you would never just want to rely on antibiotics alone, right? You would you would use that as a kickoff, as a jump point or whatever you needed it for while simultaneously working with nature, while simultaneously making adjustments to the diet, making adjustments to the lifestyle. And you would be making note of, of this so that way you could be very tuned in to potential symptoms that show up two, three, four, five, six, a year from now. See, we're we're conditioned that it needs to be instantaneous to be connected, and that is not true. So when we catch ourselves saying, I had to, we want to reframe that and say, I chose to. I chose to. This is where I was at. I made this choice. I stand by this choice. Or, in hindsight, I would have chose differently. My gosh, I you know, uh, with my workouts right now and and taking on more weight, I <clears throat> am been so proud of my knees because historically that's been a thing. And you know, 20 years ago, I had torn my meniscus and and you know, signed me up for surgery. Let's go. I was told then, which is really baffling, that I would never run again. And I remember being like so not committed to that story and just like doing the PT and really taking that seriously. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to strengthen myself. I'm going to get back on track. And and I did. But my blind spot then was thinking that I needed surgery. I understand that I made that choice. I made that choice from thinking that I had to. But now I see that I chose to. And I would not choose that again. I would make a different choice. I would prevent myself from even being in that situation, right? Which is why I really take a lot of, you know, put a lot of time into and attention into the body work. I mean. I typically go to the chiropractor once a week. I, um, I've been really mindful of doing my stretching, you know, which is, you know, between 10 and 15 minutes a night, like really just being mindful of that and being mindful of my form, right. And not pushing myself beyond, beyond where I'm at, right. Just for the sake of proving. So really paying attention to my body, but it's like, then it was just a body that I wasn't tuned into whatsoever and this happened to me and I need to have surgery so I had to have surgery and you know, it's like this is where I was and it's like, no, no, that's not actually what happened. I did not have the resources that I have now. I did not have the wisdom that I have now. And I can look back at that situation with a lot of love for the person who did not know enough and I can still take those lessons with me. So I do not put myself in that same situation. I could also have experienced that, had surgery, believed them when they said, well, probably not going to run again and did nothing about that and then continued to you know, live a life from that place, or I could have had surgery, did the work, but never actually thought about why did that happen, right? And so these these are the containers that I put myself in, is these things, looking back, it's like, why did I make that decision? What did I think that my options were? Okay, now knowing what I know, why did that happen? Oh, so obvious how I got myself in that place. It's so obvious. I can literally look at all these situations and be able to identify exactly how I got into these situations. I could not see it then, but that does not mean that there isn't medicine to walk away with, even if it was 10, 20, 30 years ago, right? That is the beauty of growth. That is the beauty of maturity. That is the beauty of evolution, There's so much wisdom in our past, ready for us to reclaim it and see it from a different lens. So uh, the next one is, I can't afford it. Okay, obviously I could go on and on and on about this, right? But when we say things like that, that is scarcity mindset and scarcity mindset is being stuck in a victim mode. So even if you can't afford it right now, it is being willing to see that as temporary and being willing to put in the work to radically change the way in which you have a relationship with money. There are so many free resources on this. There are so many amazing, incredible options for you to have a completely different relationship with money. And it is so huge. So it's like we have two choices. We can continue to say things like I can't afford it. We can continue to stay stuck in a scarcity mindset or we can change it. And when we change it, our life changes. Okay, this one is the last one, I think, which is this is just the way it is. This is just the way it is right now. And I counter that with, well, how do you want it to be? Do you want this phase to be temporary or do you want it to perpetuate? If this is just the way it is, is this just the way it has to be? It sounds like that's what you're accepting to be the truth of all truth when that doesn't have to be your truth. It doesn't have to be this way. So what way do you want it? Because you always Hold the anecdote. The anecdote always comes back to what do you want? Because whatever situations we find ourselves in, if we ask ourselves, is this what I want right now? And the answer is no, then why are we accepting this? Because what we want is the, is the way out. And that doesn't mean that we bypass it. It doesn't mean we skip over it. But it means that we're willing to take problem by problem. And move through it. So the thing about these stories, right, is these stories cost us massive energy. And the energy that these stories cost us, this energy could be put towards our healing and put towards building momentum. And the thing is that the more that we commit to these stories, the more that our problems will perpetuate. They will continue indefinitely. This is where we are on the merry-go-round and we cannot get off because we are continuing to breathe life into these problems. Instead of having a problem, sitting with the problem, moving through it to the solution, right? And clearing it, healing it. So it's not about never saying them, you guys, right? It's not about never saying them we're going to say them because these are things that people say. But it's about catching ourselves saying them and disrupting it in real time. Like, just like, oh, I'm saying that. It could be something so simple. Like, I have to go, I have to go get my workout in. It's like, I get to. I'm choosing to. I want to. Just like little tweaks to our language that put us into mo- a more expansive state, that put us into a more powerful state, that open up our hearts, that open up our minds. But it's like when we say things that are so limiting, we are stopping ourselves from finding that next opportunity. We literally are the ones that are throwing the boulders down in our path. We are making it more difficult with our words and our thoughts and our beliefs. It's changing our beliefs that really, really changes the game. And health is a game that we all want to be in. Health is a game that we all It's the place to be. It's always going to be the place that gives back profoundly. It is the place that when you put energy into it, you will get so much out of it. So I thought this was going to be quick. That is hilarious. I literally was like, oh, it's probably gonna be like 10, 15 minutes. And here we are, 40 minutes. Um, You know, I know that this conversation... I know that so many of you are already doing the work. So maybe there's just little tweaks to be made. But also for those of you doing the work, I hope this was really affirming to how far you've come, to how vastly different of a paradigm you now live in. And I hope you're able to see like, wow, there was a time when these were all part of my vocabulary and now they're not. It's amazing. It's incredible. All right, you guys, so much love to you. I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello and be part of the conversation by joining me in our private Facebook group, Fiercely Awakening.